0: in Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, tell your neighbor again, He's going to sit beside you, don't distract me, focus on the word, not Instagram, oh, praise God, because somebody already posted something, hey, I'm in church already, say PG is on the stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. focus on the word, it's word time, word, all right? focus on the word. Genesis chapter 2, I'm speaking tonight on what I've titled, It's Time to Recognize. It's Time to Recognize. Let me look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say you better recognize. Yeah, Yeah. it's time to recognize. Genesis chapter 2, we started last week from verse 8, and we read about how God created man as an embodiment of value and all the things that went on you know, in, in uh, between verse 8 to verse 15. And in verse 15, God started to talk about the man that he created. I would like to read verse 15 down to uh, verse 21, and I'll say a prayer. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, down to 21. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. To tend and keep it. So we said Adam was a single person and was a CEO over God's biggest enterprise as at that time, which was the garden. Because all of God's resources was invested in that garden. Everything that you can think of was there, and Adam was the CEO to tend and to keep it. Um, So... From verse 16, and then the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat it, you surely die. Verse 18, and the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. So the issue of thinking about relationship or about getting married over not being alone, was a conversation that started from God himself, not man. Verse 19, And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the hare and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called them, called each living creature that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the hare. To every beast of the field. Uh, but for Adam was not found a helper comparable to him. I pause again to say, it means that the whole idea was about finding a helper comparable to Adam. Because the Bible says, after he named everything. So the idea was that what God was after was about looking for a helper that is comparable. To him. That was why God, Adam named all the animal. And uh, verse 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord has taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Lift your right hand with me this evening. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the supply of your spirit, for an unusual teaching and preaching grace tonight. And we thank you for the word tonight that will find entrance into the heart of everyone. Everyone here life, and everyone who will interact with this message after now. Everyone online will receive grace over everyone to come into a full understanding of your original intention concerning marriage and relationship as we fellowship together tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. We acknowledge and we recognize your presence and we ask that you have your way in the midst of us. In Jesus' name, amen. It's time to recognize. Again, look at your neighbor for me and say, you better recognize. The first thing that you should recognize tonight is that you are made for connection, not isolation. So don't get used to isolation. You're made for connection, not isolation. God created Adam, gave him a job, and all that. And it was not God's idea, but it was Adam's idea. I mean, sorry, it was not Adam's idea. It was God's idea that man should not be alone. We say it all the time, that marriage was not a man's idea. A sense of connection. Every rational human being should have a sense of connection and must do everything to protect that sense of connection. It's part of what makes us human. Are you still with me tonight? It's part of what makes us human. At Anger last year, I was demonstrating something with a phone, and I said, "When you see a phone that has lost its power to connect with a signal, it's no longer a phone. You can use it as a camera. You can also use it to listen to radio. It's a torchlight. What else can you use it for? Calculator, stopwatch, and many other things. But if the original intention of the creator of the phone is for the phone to be used as a communication gadget, then that phone can, can no longer fulfill the original intention, which we call purpose or destiny, as the case may be. And that's how some people are today. Some people are losing faith or losing, you know, confidence in their ability to connect, ability to get into a relationship, ability to sustain a relationship, ability to have a lasting marriage. Some of us have heard all kinds of stories of woes that have, you know, kind of cornered us into that, that place where now we don't even value marriage again. In your mind, you're thinking, if I marry, fine. If I don't marry, it's okay. You know, you know it's, it's just okay. And some people, some young people today or singles today have made up their mind, they're not going to marry. Yeah. And if you ask them, they say they just want to be different. Yeah. You know, you, you, <laughs> it's not important to be different if your difference is going to make you a fool. Yeah. Because when you do something that you cannot explain, when you take a position that you cannot defend, tell me who you are. Because you've lost your power of rationality when you cannot rationalize a position that you have taken. Is that like you're following some people or... You've just, you just lost something. You've lost touch with something. And that's what I'm trying to point out tonight. It was God that said, it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper that is suitable or comparable to him. So you're not supposed to be alone because you cannot do everything by yourself. That transcends marriage into every aspect of life. When God says it's not good that man should be alone, it's not only in marriage. There's serious power that God has invested into synergy, for instance. That when I mean, for instance, when scripture says two are better than one, they have a good reward for their labor. One which is a thousand, two which is ten thousand. Yeah. In business is the same thing. When you partner, when you when you look for somebody going the same direction, and you're able to harness your resources, and you know, God just blesses it. Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Psalm thirty three from verse one. Said it's like the oil that is poured upon the head of Aaron that flows down to his bed and down, you know, to his cat. He said, In that place, God commands his blessing. Message translation says, How beautiful, how wonderful, when brothers and sisters connect. Or when, when brothers connect, how beautiful, how wonderful. There's power in connection. You must not lose your, you know, your your, your quest for the right connections in life. It goes beyond man and woman relationship, but just to be that kind of person who wants to maximize destiny by looking for the appropriate connections. And I use that word carefully because we're using in Africa is different. When you say connection I hope you understand what I'm saying, yeah. We mean, we mean long leg. We have all kinds of words that we use for it. And it's when you want to take shortcuts. or you're looking for somebody to help you to take shortcuts. That's not what I'm talking about. Talking about real authentic connections that the scripture talks about that can take you to where you're going in life. So, if you want to get married, you need to enter into your marital or your rest about your marital destiny. God already had it in mind, <laughs> He already had it in mind. Adam did not go to God to say, God, this garden, see how big it is. Only me. Walk from east to west, south to north. Only me. What are you doing about it? No. William never said that. He was having a ball. He was enjoying himself. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, enjoy yourself. Yes. Say, enjoy your single life. Yes. Say, you're good by, by just the way you are. You're, you're good. Yeah. 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 So enjoy your single life, but get into appropriate connections. Yeah. Have friends. Male and female created edem. Male friends, female friends. Just have friends. As you enjoy your single life, have friends. Enjoy the concept of connection. Maximize the connections that God will bring into your life. Connections at work. Connections within family. It's dysfunctional for somebody not to have any close family contact. And that you you don't talk to a lot of your family members. I mean, as a pastor, when people come to me and they need help, and I asked them about their family. And they say, all oh, the people in their family, oh, they're all knuckleheads. You know, I don't talk to any of them. I don't need them. And now you need help. You know, sometimes in church we tell ourselves we, we should not indulge people who have, um, how do I put it, who have taken for granted godly institutions that God has put around them. Because if you pay attention to your family, nuclear and extended, it's not likely that you'll be stranded. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Yeah. They watch your back. Primarily, that's their assignment. And if you nurture those relationships very well, then you'll be able to nurture the other relationships that God will bring into your life well. say, your neighbor, don't be alone. Say, take care of your connections. So, let's get back into the scriptures. And the Lord said, Genesis 2 and verse 18, it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper that's comparable to him. The next thing that happened after then was that the Bible says, out of the ground, the Lord formed all the every beast and the birds and you know and all that, and he told Adam to name them. Brought them to Adam and said, "See what to see what Adam will call them, and whatever Adam called them, called each living creature was its name." I want to get into this chapter of Genesis very well today. Adam called them whatever I called them was his name. The exercise started here. God was testing the power of recognition. I mean, giving or giving Adam. The opportunity to demonstrate or to exercise his power of recognition. Yeah. God could name everything that he created. He didn't need Adam to name them. But Adam had a very big, you know, big capacity, mental capacity, emotional capacity to recognize things. All the people, the situations, the circumstances, the human material resources that God is bringing into your life now, how are you naming them? What are you calling them? Because if you call a goat a lion, you have created a problem for us. Forever. You can imagine if Adam had called <laughs> if he, he had called the ant lion, would have been running away from the ant. <laughs> because a lion you know, could do something or the hands would have, I don't know. Let me not juggle your mind with that. But this is where I'm going. Let's focus on you. Let's leave it down. All the things that God is bringing into your life right now, human, material resources, everything, what are you calling them? Do you have the right name for them? Are you able to properly recognize them? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Because things are not always going to be in their finished state. You need the power of recognition to be able to see things at their raw level and call them the appropriate name. Adam had a huge ability to recognize. And it was a God-given ability. And you have it, and you can sharpen it by the Spirit. That's the challenge I'm throwing at you tonight. Many people, many singles have called the person that God is calling wife. You have called the person all kinds of names. Yeah. I don't want to mention, I don't want to say stuff, but you've called. In the same way, there are ladies who have called a husband a he-goat. Yeah. Supposed to be a husband, that's the name that God, you know, that's why God brought this person around you. But it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it. Some people have called a husband a Yoruba demon. Meanwhile, God created him a good spirit. Well, he gave him a different name. You know, there are so many names flying around, especially here in Nigeria. What are you calling the things that God, the resources, human beings, and many other things that God is bringing your way at this time? Because God brought all this to Adam, and whatever name you call them, that's the name that it bears. Whatever name you call it, that's the name that it will be to you. Verse twenty, the Bible says, so God gave, uh, Adam gave names to all cattle, to all birds of the air, to every beast of the field, but for Adam was not found a helper comparable to him. That means the exercise was not a naming ceremony. It was exercising the, the power of recognition for the sake of finding a mate. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. For the sake of finding a helper that is comparable to him. Yeah. Because when you see, it, you just think that Adam and God, they were just partnering together. God gave him some assignment and he just did it. He named all the animals and that's it. No. It was a process. And God will want to take all of us through this process. If he took the first man through the process, he will take you through the process. What are you calling? You know, what... God is bringing into your life right now. After Adam did all this, one thing that uh, then started to happen was that God, God looked at Adam and put him to sleep. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. Somebody says it's time to sleep. Not right now. Don't sleep on me. It's not physical sleep. I'm talking about you entering into a place of rest. Entering into a place of rest. The Bible says, and he slept and he took out of his ribs. Sorry. Uh, uh, the Lord God caused uh, uh, sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took out of his ribs and closed off the, the, uh, the, the, the flesh in his place. Then the rib with God are taken out, it formed into a woman. It's difficult to fulfill your marital destiny without entering into God's rest for your life. It's very difficult. So being a relationship hustler is an invitation to frustration. It is okay to also For business, and also to be on top of your career. But you are not supposed to be a relationship hustler. It's a recipe for frustration. It's a recipe for frustration. So, a serial data does not display a mindset of peace. Serial data does not display a mindset of peace. Dating serially or recklessly (laughs) exposes to what? and uh, many other issues, you know, you, 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 you just become a basket case. It's not a good route to go. God will bring people around you. You need the power of recognition. You need to be able to recognize who they are. God will bring you into seasons, and at different seasons, it will send different kinds of people into your life. What are you calling them? Because the person that you call a proper name today may be the person that will connect you to your next level tomorrow. Is somebody stay with me today? I was just having a, a discussion with a senior friend this afternoon and was saying was talking about uh, um, one presidential candidate in America who was in a restaurant and I mean one of the notable pres- presidential candidates who never became a president. And this guy spoke rudely to a waiter and just washed the waiter down and all that. But the truth was that the waiter was still the one serving them and all. And the waiter was dropping on their discussion. And the waiter heard what they were discussing because this was a high-level discussion and all that. And it was the waiter that eventually leaked something that they discussed to the opponent that made him lose the election. Yeah. Look at your neighbor for me and say, treat people well. Yeah. You need to recognize the people around you, the people that God will bring into your life, and treat them well. Treat them well. And one of the ways that you do that is by entering your rest concerning your marital destiny. Entering your rest concerning your marital destiny. God didn't put Adam to sleep about anything else. Not that. About anything else. But about his life partner. So he doesn't want you fretful about that. Read through the Bible. Rachel, the life of Adam, the first man. God did not put him to sleep about any other thing apart from when he wanted to give him a partner. He had to put him to sleep. You have to enter into your rest. Don't be a relationship hustler. Yeah. Don't be a confused, (laughs) don't be over prolific where you're not supposed to be. Yeah. Don't be a confused, I mean, don't allow, you know, this to confuse you to the point where anything goes. Call, call, call it any name, just show up, let's, let's do it, you know, let's, 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 let's hang out, let's do this, let's do that, let's do that. When you do so much of that, what happens to you is that your mind is everywhere. Yeah. Your mind is everywhere. You're not able to concentrate and think straight. To be able to make rational decisions before you recover from one date on another one and another one, it's not about the number of dates. Yeah, it's about hanging out with the right people. Say Amen, everybody. Amen. Somebody getting something out of this tonight? Yeah. So enter your rest and allow God to work in you and for you, as far as getting a marital partner is concerned. Can somebody say after me tonight? Say from this moment. I'm entering into my rest. Say no more fear about my future partner. Say no more fear about my marital destiny. I'm entering into my rest. I want to cease from hustling. I want to put everything in the hand of God. Glory be to Jesus. I said, glory be to Jesus. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, I'm peaceful. peaceful. About my future. I It's all in God's hands. hands. And it's a good God. And it's a a faithful God. God. You know, when when people also know that you are are a hustler, relationship-wise, they want to take advantage of you. You know, you know there's something good about getting to a place and making everybody feel look, so everything is under control, we're good. Yeah. We're not we're not we're not hustlers <laughs> about this matter. Praise God. All right, let's let's move a little further. So if you're refusing to be a hustler, then you need to depend on God to give you. A power to recognize. Somebody asked the question. So, uh, um, pastor, these this days where as a lady, you know, you get so many guys trying to ask you out, how do you know who is the right person? How do you know who is the right person? How do you know who is the right person? Sometimes God brings people to you. But you don't identify them as the blessing that they're supposed to be. You are creating a problem. When all the animals were brought to Adam, what happened? Adam gave the right names. The moment God brought Eve, Adam with the power of recognition, having exercised that power over many animals in different situations, what was what is I mean? What was his statement? He says, now, at this point, I, can, I recognize. This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of me. Don't forget, he was sleeping when he was taken. Yeah, I mean, when she was taken. But yet, he was able to recognize that this is the one that is meant for me. This is the one that, that is like me. This is the one that we're going to do life together. And tonight I want to dwell, in the remaining time that I have, on some of the things that you need to look at to just tear up that power of recognition. So, when Adam looked at Eve and said, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, Adam saw value in her and value in himself. Last week we spoke about seeing value in yourself. The value that you have not seen in yourself you can't just oppose on somebody else. You can't put on somebody else. That's why we say, if you don't love yourself, you don't have the capacity to love other people. Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. If I see something and I'm excited about this person, I say, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, that means my bone is valuable, my flesh is valuable. Yeah. I can see value in myself, and then I see value in the other person. Adam demonstrated a sense of value and respect for Eve By acknowledging, you know, by, 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 by. Adam showed this level of respect for Eve by giving her a sense of identity, equality, and a sense of belonging. This is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of me. Yeah. In that statement, you see all these things. A sense of identity. Adam was the first person to speak to Eve. Eve was clean slate. If you have the opportunity that Adam had, that a woman is standing in front of you as a man, and this woman, let's assume, had no sense of identity, what, given the opportunity to speak into her life, what are you going to say? Many men have programmed women sometimes and given them a sense of identity that is not theirs. When a man sees a woman only as an object for sex, if the woman has not gotten her own personal sense of identity given to her by God and through her parents and the environment where she grew up, you have programmed that woman wrongly. That's why when people are abused earlier, before they got a sense of identity. People who are abused as, as, I mean, if somebody is abused as a child, if nothing is done quickly to correct it, before that escapes into adulthood, it affects how they see themselves. That's why such people, you know, usually will struggle with their sexual identity, for instance. And they just go into, you know, go on a rampage and do all sorts of sexual excerpates with their lives. Uh, 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 guys, listen to me today. That woman that you are dating or that you want to date, that picture on your mind of a woman should not be that picture of, you know, a, an object, you know, for sex or for recreation or a trophy that you want to show around town. See my yellow car. I'm a yellow babe. Yeah. That's that's, that's the way men demonstrate, you know, trophy. So you know, some men they can't go to certain parties except their wife is present because the the wife that they wanted to go and show off. Yeah. Because the wife is just a trophy. I tell you, if you don't follow me to this party, there's no allowance for you at the end of the month. Because you have robbed me of something, guys. We need to be careful. Can you leave that slide there? I want the guys to keep reading it. <laughs> leave it there we go. There we There Yeah. Yeah. So, Eve was insane as an object for sex and recreation or a trophy. Young man, listen to me. It's important for you to understand one thing. If the only picture in your mind when you think about a woman is sex you have a problem when god created women what he was thinking about he said let's make for him a helper that is comparable to him if it was only going to be about sex it should have been very explicit there So, helping you or being by you to meet your sexual needs in marriage is just one of the things that a woman should do, not everything. One of the reasons why some men push down women is because of a picture they have in their mind of women. If you get it right before you get married, it makes a world of difference. Yeah, I want you to notice that the guy who knows how to take care of a woman, who speaks to women well, who, you know, renders help and care. Women gravitate towards them. Yeah. And not all all of them abuse women for gravitating towards them or take advantage of them. Some, some, they just, they they just well brought up. Let me put it that way. Uh Praise God. How do you activate your power of recognition? So let's discuss some things to look out for when seeking a spouse, activating your power of recognition. One is that you need a sense of, someone with a sense of accountability. I'm just gonna give you a gamut of stuff. I know one or two of them will resonate with you and stay with you to define a scope for you when you're thinking about recognition. A sense of accountability. Somebody with a sense of accountability. So he or she must have a sense of accountability and have certain accountability structures around their life. When Adam saw, for instance, maybe the way the ego was straying all over the place and just distributing all over the place, you know the way they do. Adam said, ah, this one is e and this one beside it must be she goat, so, so had certain characteristics, certain things about the dog. Then he said, "This is dog." Yeah. When you see someone without any sense of accountability, nobody can call them to order. Free spirit, free radical. Tell yourself, this is not. Husband material or wife material? Yeah. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Yeah? Anyone that is like a dog without a leech, nobody, no restraining factor. Nobody can pull them in. Nobody can rein them in. That's a danger going somewhere to happen. And you need to be careful. We're talking about recognizing, you know, how do you exercise your your power of recognition, or how do you activate your power of recognition. Accountability is key. Another one I want to talk about is a sense of boundary. A sense of boundary. When you see somebody that lacks a sense of boundary around a few issues, maybe like around sex or their financial life or the way they just behave generally, no sense of boundary. You just met someone. And within one or two days, person is already invading your privacy and getting into your space without invitation. Yeah, let your power of recognition not don't allow anything to override it. Don't allow the good look to override it. If you allow the good to override it, you override many more things, and the person will become your cross to carry. I don't know if you are getting what I am saying. Yeah. So you must look out for a sense of boundary. Sexual boundary. When did we meet that you already wanted to touch somewhere? (laughs) From where to where? Must handshake always go? (laughs) This person lacks a sense of sexual boundary. Or physical boundary, as the case may be. Somebody that we're just trying to just be friends... You're already passing your bills to me. You don't have a sense of financial boundary. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. And you should have a sense of financial boundary to know that my salary for now is different from your salary. Yeah. And I want to see how you, how accountable you are with what God has given you. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. It's very, very important. And behavior on a boundary. People who just talk anyhow. Talk anyhow. Not able to manage space. Yeah. You know, <laughs> let me not get there. <laughs> you know, you, you, you are in a, in a setting, maybe like a... You're hanging out, or maybe you're in a party. Yeah. They brought food. <laughs> they said, Which one do you want? They said, Okay, okay, jello fries will be good. You know that. They brought jello fries. Now, they now brought your own coconut rice. And the person said, Oh, this coconut rice, too, is not bad, though. Can you put it here? Go and get another one for him. <laughs> put this one. Put this one here. Uh, before you know am i not the one that invited you to this party. So, It's my friend's party now. I mean, you don't know this person before I was one that brought you, and and before you know it, he has three places in front of him. Yeah. Whether it's a man or a woman, uh, there's something, a a sense of boundary as per behavior, behavioral boundary that is lacking. Yeah. And those are not things that you should just overlook. So the person also must be born again, but with a caveat. Born again with signs following. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, With signs following. This is not just, uh, he goes to church, and or uh, she goes to church, He's born again, she ties calf, or she carries big Bible. You know, that's, that's, not what we're, that's not what we're talking about. Born again with signs following. And by signs following, I'm talking about, does he or she exhibit the fruits of the Spirit? Because the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience. Goodness, self-control, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, patience. Those are those are the real signs of being in Christ. If a man is in Christ, the Bible says, "All things are passed away; all things have become new." Yeah, and Jesus said, "I am the vine, and you are the branch. And you don't, you can't exist except you are in Me." So if you are in Christ, you bring forth Christ-like fruits. And you you know the truth? No man can change anybody. Until you get into Christ yourself, and you are drawing sap out of Christ yourself, you may not be able to demonstrate these things. Yeah. Let the person get himself himself entrenched in Christ. Is, i mean those are some of the things that i believe that uh, we should look out for good character a good character and shared values good character and shared values i mean for instance a, a sense of personal dignity a sense of honor when this person demonstrates you know good character you know and shared we have shared values it's so easy for us to then work together and agree on certain basic things and live our lives together. When you see that at a dating state, somebody's values don't align with yours on so many grounds, look beyond, you know, the, 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 the odd, what should I say, all the, the curves and the edges. Yeah. and focus on values. Shared values, character, a sense of dignity, a sense of honor. Also a sense of responsibility. Sense of responsibility. When somebody is consistently willing to hang out with you when they're supposed to be working. It's a recipe for hunger in marriage. Because <laughs> that person will give you so many excuses why they cannot deliver in marriage. And you are seeing it. Because when it's supposed to be at work or he has a, something to deliver, I mean, you can imagine somebody who has a deadline and you, and ladies, be careful when you exercise your power over a guy. This guy has a deadline. And right in front of me is telling you, I'm going to lie to my boss, don't worry. I'll be there. I'll sort you out. And you think oh, he loves me so much. He's even lying to his boss because of me. Yeah. I will call him sick and show up. I'll take you. I'll take you. Don't worry. I'll take you to a battle tomorrow. I'll just call him sick. Yeah. This is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. If you interpret that as love and you cannot say, dude, chill. I think you should do your job. I think you should. When you're done, you know, if you're not going to be available tomorrow, it's okay. Go to work. Even if a person has a tendency for that, if you feed that thing, you are feeding a monster that will grow to consume you later after I do. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Yeah. Because somebody lied because of you, that person will lie to you. Yeah? If it's acceptable to lie because of you, it's okay to lie to you. Yeah. It's okay to lie to you. And you need to recognize that. You need to recognize that. It's a sense of responsibility. When somebody, you know, yeah, with someone, his or her mom is calling on the phone, and the person is saying, you know, I'll pick it later. I'll pick it later. Uh, what is it? Uh, mom, you know Mom has not been very okay recently, and um, uh, maybe she just wants me to buy her drugs, or maybe she just maybe she, um, she you know, or mom is in the hospital, you know I've not been able to have time uh, to go and check her, you know but don't worry, don't worry. Let's, let's hang out. I'll go tomorrow. Yeah Now you now marry that kind of person. You now say that) <laughs> your own mother is in the hospital and it should show. When you are hanging out with him and he could not demonstrate enough responsibility that his mother or his sibling is in the hospital and is refusing to show because he wants to show off to you or because he's just not responsible. I don't, I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying today. Yeah. We're talking about recognition. Your ability to recognize when you see certain things. Now, all these things I'm saying, they don't necessarily mean you must run away immediately. Sometimes God places you in the life of some people to also activate something in them. When Eve showed up before Adam, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of me. Adam was validating everything that made Eve Eve. So when you notice something, And your first response is not to validate bad behavior, but to try to help the person to turn it around. The response that you get is actually what determines your next action. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Sometimes people just, you know, have that moment of indiscretion. I'm not saying you should write them off based on that. But when you make your own comment, how do they see it? So when I say, ah, no, 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 this conversation cannot continue. You have to go and see your mom in the hospital. In fact, can I drive you there right now? And she still saying, no, 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 you know, don't worry. Drive yourself and go home. I'm right you know, and order. Then I know that we don't share the same values. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Yeah, we don't share the same values. So there's no point. This is a wrap. Let's just, let, let, let me just move on. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. But to overlook that, because the next day he sent you iPhone 10, and uh, he said, "So what about mommy? Her oh, mommy is good. I called her on phone. Yeah." But because now you are compromised because of iPhone 10, they will soon make another iPhone. And by the time you get married, iPhone may not be raining again. But those issues will still be there. <laughs> are you getting me tonight? Also, what are his or our weaknesses? Can you tolerate them? Yeah. Let me give you an example. Uh, a friend of mine said is that he met a lady, beautiful lady. She ticked all the boxes and everything seemed to be okay. In fact, he claimed to have prayed. And he had peace. Yeah. His peace was like that of the... um, You know, like we say the song now. Peace like a river. All right, When peace like a river... That was the kind of peace. But at the end of the day, it became a byword. What do I mean? Because he, he claimed, you know, all that, all that, apparently he didn't get it right because... Then you realize that this lady can lie for Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. As in, lie for things that don't make sense. You know, <laughs> no are attempted to lie for a matter of life and death. It's not right, but we can even say this is the reason why you are caught lying. As in, just lie about the weather. It profits nobody. <laughs> that's, that's the level at which this... This person was operating. <laughs> and the, guy, the guy eventually came to terms with the fact that what he had was not peace. <laughs> it was pieces. <laughs> I don't want to mention <laughs> his name, but uh, uh, um, I remember later when somebody then comes, this was back college days when somebody then comes and say, "Oh, I prayed about somebody. I have peace." We say, "Is this the kind that kind of peace, or another?" Yeah, the name of the guy was Kenny. So we say, "Is it Kenny's peace you have?" Or so Kenny's peace became the SI unit for measuring bad peace. <laughs> yeah. I want to let me ask your neighbour. I will tell your neighbour, "Don't have Kenny's peace." <laughs> That's our internal gist for this single service. Don't say it outside. (laughs) There are certain weaknesses that you cannot do anything about. But if you cannot cope with them, don't patch up from day one. Simple. That's what I'm saying. Simple. If you can't cope with them, don't patch up from day one. Don't patch up from day one. Just... Make up your mind that this is beyond me. Lastly, chemistry. When I was growing up as a Christian, the issue of chemistry was relegated to a non-issue. God can give you anybody, including the person that cannot even see you. Or, you know, somebody that is from a village that is not on the map, that cannot speak English. If it's the will of God for you, just marry. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day when we got saved, that was what they told us. To say that you cannot dictate to God. So, anyone at all. The fact that you're a graduate does not mean that you can't marry somebody who cannot even write their name. If that's the will of God for you, just accept it. Yeah, that was what they told us. Yeah. And with the fear of God, we accepted it. (laughs) Those were some of the things that makes the will of God... Not something to desire. I don't know. (laughs) It's almost like if you want to be in the will of God, don't look for happiness. Because the will of God will make you miserable. It's true that sometimes in certain areas of life, what seems to be the will of God may make you miserable for a while, but will bring happiness later. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. But in this particular subject matter, I want you to know that chemistry is important. What do I mean by chemistry? The spark, the attraction is important. When Adam saw Eve, you can't can't second guess the fact that he did not feel the same way when he saw a gorilla. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That was why it was simple. This, your name shall be chimpanzee. That's it. This is not a a woman. And he had never seen a woman before. Yeah. But when he saw Eve, obviously there was a spark. Even the way Adam became all of a sudden very poetic. This is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Yeah. What they said is name her. You were just supposed to name her. Oh, the bone of my bone. Wonderful revelation. Very poetic. It was because of what? Chemistry. When chemistry is flowing, you have rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. So chemistry is very important in this matter. The only thing is, I want to encourage you that don't limit... Your definition of chemistry to those romantic sparks alone. Chemistry can be on different planes. Physical, mental, you know, sexual, social. all that, that, that. Sometimes you meet someone, there's no real spark immediately. And then you give it time. By the time this person starts to talk to you, you see the depth in them. It's like a well. You are drawing from it. Yeah. By the time you start to drink from that well Their wisdom, their grace The favor of God upon their life The things that God has done through them And for them Then the chemistry Can start to build I don't know if you understand what I'm saying Yeah. It starts to build That's why sometimes you feel like Your friend is introducing somebody And star. Ah. ah babe She's so ordinary That's why you are not him. Don't spoil his business. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Or the guy, I say, "Ah, Babe, this is your guy. Ah, And you know he can't wear high heels. It's a bad case, though, because it's so short. That's why some people, you know, if it's a lady, you can buy high heels for her. But this one, he can't wear high heels. See, Babe, ah, don't you, ah," you know, all those kind of things. Don't confuse babe. There's something that baby is seeing that you cannot see. That's why it's not meant for you. I, I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that's why the person is not meant for you. Because chemistry is not only about, you know, tall, dark, and answer. Yeah. Chemistry is not only about the curves and the edges. Some somebody can be as straight as any as as uh, as a pencil, and they still chemistry. Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. It's just it's just. <laughs> I need to round off. Yeah. I just need to understand it. The chemistry is not chemistry develops. Chemistry grows. Also, don't use chemistry as your major measurement of compatibility. Because you can be sexually attracted to several people. If the only thing you're looking for is just chemistry, you will be in trouble. That's why I've outlined you know so many things. Yeah. So many things. I remember a brother very many years ago. He came to us, not, not in this church, you know. Not even in my former church. This was when I just got saved. And, you know. Very responsible brother. Good Christian and all that. Saw so this sister in church. Prayed. And said, this is, you know. I came and met my pastor. And my pastor was asking, you know. This person said. And was asking in front of some of us. Ah, The brother said, no, everything is okay. That's the sister. Pastor said, give me um, about two weeks to pray about it. You know, we, now we think some of those things are old. These days, you don't even talk to any mentor, any pastor, any counselor, boy meets girl, every other person, scram. So that's, that's the way we, we behave now. You just, you know, It's just the two of us. Just the two of us. Now, let's do it. Let's just. It's not just about the two of you. God placed people around you to help you to make informed decisions. Yeah? And if you have respected their opinions about managing your money, about getting a job, and making other important decisions in your life, outcome is when it becomes a babe and guy issue that you all of a sudden became recalcitrant and you can't listen again. I know sometimes mentors, parents, uncles and aunties, pastors, spiritual leaders, bosses at work can become overbearing when it comes to choosing a life partner. But don't forget when you got job offers you went to meet some of them and say let me check it which one should i take based on your experience career wise help me it's the same thing if it's as important as that that you could ask for opinion this one is even much more important because it's not a job it's a destiny matter you can take a job today and resign tomorrow this one you can't be just be in and out like an evil spirit you have to stay You have to stay. Are you still with me today? As you can see, it's a special day. (laughs) So, finally. 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 I want you to understand that chemistry Sometimes, proximity as a way of watering chemistry, causing it to bloom. Chemistry is important, but it may not be there initially. It may not be the obvious chemistry. Some people are attracted to people who are very cerebral. Some people are attracted to people who can talk at their level, you know, not just because The person looks good physically so you need to know what chemistry is to you but chemistry is important chemistry grows you know (laughs) sometimes you are you're working in a place and when you started working there you you met a babe no chemistry you didn't even think about relationship after two and a half years of working together All of a sudden, God just has to open your eyes. Yeah, it's like they just unveil something, and the way you are now seeing Janet has changed. Yeah, the chemistry starts to grow. Janet becomes the kind of person you can think about at night when you are just meditating before you go to bed. Janet, that's after two and a half years of working together. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sometimes the chemistry may not be there. Above all, you must be able to leverage on the Holy Spirit to discern who people really are. See beyond the surface. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to to give you discernment so that you don't call a spouse a goat. Adam did not make that mistake. I pray for you tonight that you'll be far from the spirit of error. In the name of Jesus. That the divine ability to recognize and communicate the art of God from your heart to that person will not elude you in the name of Jesus. Can I pray especially for all the guys here tonight? In the name of Jesus i stand against the spirit of timidity that spirit that steals courage from the heart of a man to be able to recognize and communicate divine intention i stand against it in the name of jesus